0: Yo yo yo, yo with the Glow Ho Po
1: This week on the reverse stick, Tyron Barnard is with us to talk PHL and the African road to Tokyo. Plus there's Masters Gone Alone and Euro goes into overdrive. Yo! Stick to the Global Hockey Podcast called The Reverse Stick. My name's John Lee, and you are Wicked MCMA. <laughs> Wicked MC... Yeah, yeah, in the house.
0: Hey, uh, <laughs> Episode 105 of <laughs> the hottest, the hippest, the youngest, the freshest Global Hockey Podcast. That's a glow-hopo, John, to you and uh, well, for, for all the younger listeners out there. Um, we're breaking new markets. We're going to be streaming live on Twitch very soon. On what? Yep,
1: precisely. Welcome to the podcast, folks. I hope you've had a fantastic week in hockey, as we have. Yeah, indeed. Well, I've been inspired by um, by
0: a listener, John, a gentleman called Ernst Bart. He, he, he seems to think we need to freshen things up a little bit and uh, attract a younger market. And so, you know, this is our attempt at it. Um, I'm wearing a tank top.
1: A yellow tank top yeah. that says TRS. It's, it is the TRS
0: t-shirt, I just rolled the sleeves up just oh, to show you? off the guns. Yep. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. <Huh? laughs> One of those little miniature guns you hide in your boot at <laughs> poker games, is it? That's a bit rude. <laughs> I just I just thought I'd get used to wearing the colours, mate. Black and gold. I just yeah, thought we'll, I'd get used we'll,
0: to it. We'll talk more about that coming up yeah. in the show. The absolute revelation. And uh, I think it's going to not only shock some of you out there, but also... You'll be enthralled by the news coming up later on. Now, you mentioned at the top of the show, John, we've got Tyron joining us. Um, we do. Jabou Barnard coming up in the show. I hope we have. Um, we're due to get him on the line in about half an hour, so we might have to do a full re-record on that. Or oh, this is the apology now. Sorry, Tyron couldn't, couldn't manage to join us and cut that in a bit later. Um, okay. Yeah, you had a good hockey week? Yeah, I watched you. Oh, you did? You did I come along oh, my, my, my my birthday game. Um, yeah. Didn't disappoint,
1: did it? No, the best thing about it was he didn't score in an eight-nil victory or eight-one victory. So I was right, happy. I'm was going to tell you sure something start. about that.
0: We got a short corner right at the <laughs> very, very end, and I ran up, <laughs> I ran up to the pack, and I went, "Goof, it's my birthday tomorrow. Let me have this one." He's going, "Oh yeah, right." He's going, "Stand right, stand right," and I've gone. I thought, "I'm going to th- go and close, mate. Stick will be down. Just put it on the end of the stick, little slider, and in it, in it goes." Yeah, no worries. All right, it's coming to you. Ball comes to the top of the D, bottom left-hand corner. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> For his hat trick as well.
1: News. And, uh, gee, plenty going on in the world of hockey, Matt. There um, is indeed. Test matches, quick run through of these uh, for the men. Germany and Malaysia played at Krefeld on the 25th of July. A 4-2 victory to the Malaysians there over Germany. Um, in the women's side of things, Poland played Austria uh 26th to the 28th of July. Three games going on there in Poznan. Uh, the Poles got up 4-0 in the first game, 3-1 in the second game, and then Austria fought back hard to force a 3 all draw in the third game there. Um, back to the German men. They took on the Netherlands at Krefeld on the 26th and 28th of July. Uh, first up, a 3-2 victory to Germany. And the second game was a 3-2 victory to the Netherlands. So, splitting it there. Um, also, Japan played Netherlands on the women's side at Khufu City uh, the 26th and 29th of July. Um, the Netherlands got up 3-2 in the first game and then 3-1 in the second game. So, yep. not bad results there for the uh, the Japanese team.
0: Is that test events?
1: That's test events. Right, stuff. yeah,
0: yeah, yep. yeah, for Tokyo, yeah. Uh, so, is that where the hockey's being played? Is, this, is this, Yes, yeah. I believe it is. yes yeah, okay, cool.
1: I'll get you to pronounce the the name of the prefecture, but it's in uh, Khufu City.
0: 27, I think, isn't
1: it? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Scotland Ireland men played off in Glasgow on the 27th and 28th, a one-all draw in the first game, and then Ireland got the biggies in the second game, winning two goals to one there. We also had Italy playing Ireland in the women's side of things at Stormont in Ireland, uh, the 28th and 30th of July, and the Irish getting up in the first game 7-0 uh, before a 4-1 victory over Italy in the second game. Also, Malaysia played Spain in Barcelona on the 30th. Um, Spain winning out 1-0 winners over Malaysia there. Uh, and on top of those particular test games going on, you know what we also had, Matt? What else did we have, John? We had the Euro Hockey Championships going on. And there's been a lot on the, the socials coming out about uh, those tournaments there as well.
0: So we've had, what, Divi 2 and Divi 3 yep. happening?
1: Yep, uh, we... St- at the moment, underway in Gibraltar is the Euro Hockey Championship 3 for men. And
0: Did you see the post that FIH shared of the, the, the plane landing or taking off? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it right next That's to right. the pitch. The keepers would want a big voice, wouldn't they?
1: Oh, yeah. You, you wouldn't want some unf- a free hit to be given away and people not hear it or all sorts of things. it. Like yeah, that's the one. Uh, of course, now, the way these, this tournament works is there's two pools, pool A and B, and after they've all played each other, they the bottom two teams from each pool split to a pool C, and then the top two teams from each pool go into a, fi- a semi-finals and a finals. Yeah. So uh, Switzerland ended up top of pool A. They won all three of their three games. Gibraltar finished second. A, uh, a win a loss and a draw was enough to get them through. Um, Turkey finished third and Lithuania fourth in pool B Croatia finished on top with three wins from three games Portugal in second place Slovakia with just the one win in third place and uh, yeah one win and uh, Malta finished bottom so that put uh, Turkey Slovakia Lithuania and Malta into pool C so they'll play off for of those bottom four places. And into the semi-finals go... Where's that particular piece of paper? Uh, over here. Uh, semi-final one will be Switzerland versus Portugal. And semi-final two will be Croatia versus Gibraltar. And those games are being played um, today, later on today as we record. So we don't have the results there, but good luck. The finals are on um, the 3rd of August, so tomorrow. And that will be... uh semi-final losers versus semi-final winners to top Um, that particular competition
0: now Bernardo Fernandes from South Pass is there with the Portuguese team got to see a little bit of video the other day John they had an 8-5 win over Slovakia um, and I think it was in the last uh, two minutes of the game they uh, went from being 5 all to 8-5 winners with, with ten players on the field, there was five goals in the last five minutes or something with absolute madness, it went from one end, goal back, goal, goal uh, short corner at the death to give him the eight five. Went incredible.
1: There's been some entertaining games. Of course, uh, our mate Carl from Gibraltar Hockey yep. Association. Ramage. Ramage.
0: Ramagey. Ramagey. Ramage.
1: Ramage. Yeah. Ramage. Yeah.
0: No, he doesn't mind Ramage when he's talking to to the Poms, though, does he? <laughs>
1: That's right. What would we call him? In a s what would his nickname be in Australia? Ramers. Ram. Or Eggy.
0: Oh yeah, could be yeah yeah.
1: Anyway, he's been very big on socials trying to get people in Gibraltar down for their semi-final. Big game coming up for um, Gibraltar later today, so good luck to all the Gibraltanese.
0: Yeah, and look, and if you're going on holiday there and you're visiting The Rock, go and watch a bit of hockey. Yep. Get some hock via The Rock. Oh,
1: is this part of your youth drive? Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Euro Championship 3 for women is also underway in Lipovci in Slovenia. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's well, different to every
0: other time you've pronounced
1: it, so uh, it's good one of them will be right. Pool A only has three teams Pool B has four teams and then Pool C so only one team dropped out of Pool A to go to Pool C it's working the same way but two yeah. teams dropped out of Pool B to go to Pool C so Pool A was headed by France who won their two games Croatia uh, when you think about France wins two it's Croatia and Slovakia, uh, Slovenia sorry. Slovenia um, They had to play, that were essentially playing for second place and going to the finals and uh, Croatia got over the top of Slovenia there. So Slovenia punted to pool C and they'll be fighting it out with uh, Slovakia and Hungary after they finished bottom of pool P. That was topped by Lithuania who won all three of their games and Switzerland who finished in second place. Now that means as far as, well, most of this will be done and dusted by the time you hear the podcast, but um, semi-finals are between France and Switzerland and Slovenia, oh sorry, um, Lithuania will play Croatia in the other semi-final, with the final to be played uh, once again on the third of August. So good luck to those teams involved there. Euro Hockey Championship Two for Men is underway at the moment in Cambrai in France, and uh, as it stands, where's the pools for that? Let me have a look here, and that's the um, yes, there we go. Uh, pool A, Russia, top pool A with two wins. On seven points, Austria finished in second place, just goal difference separating them there. And it was it was the same goal difference. It was the goals four that got them through on top place. Russia they scored ten, Austria only scored six, but both teams had the same goal difference. Uh, the Russians leaked six, so. Make that what you will. And Pool B. France topped the pool, winning all three games. Probably no surprise there. Poland finishing in second place with Czech Republic and Belarus rounding out the pool there. So that put Italy, Belarus, Czech Republic and Ukraine um, into uh, Pool C, fighting it out for relegation. And I mean Russia, Austria... Uh, Russia will face Poland in semi final one, France versus Austria in semi final two, with the finals to be played on the 3rd of August there in Combray in France. And you think that the French might just take that title out and move up a notch in the Euro Hockey League?
0: And you can get your eyes on all of that at EurohockeyTV.org. There's lots of streaming happening from both venues and for the uh,
1: Division Two and Division Three yep. championships. Uh, which is great to see. Also coming up uh, in the next uh, few couple of weeks, because there's a lot happening, Euro Hockey Championship 2 for women is from the 4th to the 10th of August in Glasgow. There's also test matches coming up early in August between Belgium and Germany. That's senior men's. Euro Hockey Championship 4 for men is in Helsinki from the 6th to the 11th of August. Um also men's test matches Spain and Ireland um, Netherlands and Malaysia Senior men's in Japan there versus um, Australia Yep, that's us A-U-S uh, Also matches between uh, Belgium and Ireland women's team, that's happening in Willerick in Belgium from the 7th to the 9th uh, Belgium are also playing Malaysia in the men's side of things same venue from the 9th to the 12th and then we get uh, on the 12th of August to the African Hockey Road to Tokyo 2020 that's the African Confederation Qualifier for the Tokyo Olympics uh, in Stellenbosch in South Africa, the 8th to the 12th of August. But we'll be talking more about that with our guest Tyron Barnard, who will be coming up soon.
0: We do. We've also got the over 50s and over 55s Men's and Women's European Cup coming up, 8th to the 17th of August in Crefeld. you mentioned that before, with the Germans were playing there. Yep. And of course, happening at the moment, John, what's going on? Pan Am Games.
1: Pan Am Games, yeah, we're underway. Oh,
0: Unfortunately, we can't get, our, game stuff here. can't get our eyes on any of it. There was, I did mention Twitch before, there was a, a, a bit of a dodgy illegal stream happening um, on I there for to. one of the Argentina games the other day. So, um, do a bit of a search on Twitch and you might find some hockey on there if Argentina are involved. We won't get to see anything, unfortunately, until I think semi-final stage, isn't it? Yeah. Um, when when uh, the cameras are going to be on site. But some interesting results there so far.
1: Yes, the Pan Am games are underway in Lima, in Peru. They'll be going through to the 10th of August. They're happening at the moment. We'll have a look first up at the uh, the men's side of things. In Pool A, Argentina is on top, having two wins from both of their games so far. Chile have had a win and a loss. They're in second place. Cuba have also had a win and a loss, but uh, Reasonably bad winter slip behind the Chileans on goal difference. And Trinidad and Tobago are yet to open their account after two games. That's Pool A. Pool B, Canada on top. Uh, they've won both of their games so far, including the match against the United States, who um, had a 16-0 victory over Peru. Uh, poor old Peruvians, but then uh, came up against the Canadians and... Uh, got touched up, 4-0. So Canada looking good in Pool B there, and you'd think the United States will probably go through to the other semi-final spot. Yeah, on the
0: rankings, you'd you'd expect to see a Canada-Argentina final there, wouldn't
1: you? You'd you'd think so. And on the the women's side of things, uh, Pool A, Argentina on top. Uh, No surprise once again. Two wins from two games. Canada are in second place. They've had uh, a win, and they've also had a loss, and, um, that was against Argentina. Only 3-0. Considering the difference in those teams in as far as rankings and, um, exposure to top level hockey, that's a, a fairly decent result. I
0: think, I think we, we could quite possibly expect to see those t- two teams meeting up in the final once they go, uh, go through to the semi games.
1: Uh, Uruguay in third place and Cuba fourth. That's pool A. Pool B. The United States are on top. Two wins from two games. And once again, considering, uh, their experience of the last 12 months, that USA team, you think, would be fairly good, fairly highly rated in in this competition. Yeah. Chile is second. But they, you know
0: they've come on great as well. Um, you know, performances in, in in hockey series, and you know they're they really um, they're pushing.
1: Uh, Mexico and Peru make up the bottom of that pool B. So uh, I don't think it's going to be a huge pushover for Argentina. I think they're going to have some competition, and they're going to have to play well when they get to the final to make sure of it. Yeah, as far as you know, qualification for the Olympics goes, because there could be some stiff competition if they're not awake on the day. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's happening in Lima, Peru. The final there will be played. If I can uh, just pull up the reports on the old slow mo computer, um, results schedule. The finals will be played on.
0: We were hoping to speak to one of the officials um, from Lima right now, but there's just been a bit of a uh, bit of an issue with our communication, so quite possibly next week we'll be catching up with somebody there in Peru. Uh
1: for the women the bronze medal match will be happening at three PM on the ninth of August, that's local time in Lima, and then the gold medal match at five fifteen PM. That's on the ninth of August. Uh, for the men it will be not the same time I would like to think (laughs) 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 I hope they split those games
0: that's a week from today isn't it yeah
1: Yeah, uh, they're playing on the 10th so the women's finals are on the 9th Uh, the men's finals on the 10th of August with the bronze game going ahead at 3pm and the gold medal game at 5.15pm so look out for them hopefully there will be some vision of those games available to watch
0: fingers crossed we might find it on
1: FIH.live Live. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Feature interview time?
0: Uh, no, because he's not here yet, is he? Oh, he's uh, like it? about another 18 minutes until he's ready. I think, okay. I think so. Uh, oh, a couple of other results, and it segues in quite nicely to talking about some Masters Hockey things. We've had the International Masters Hockey Association European Cup happening from the 22nd to the 27th of July in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Um, I'll just take you through them quickly, the, the winners there. John, the women's 45s, uh, the Netherlands 4-1 winners over Spain, and England uh, taking the third place over Germany 4-2, winning a shootout after a 1-1 draw. In the men's 35s, uh, England 3-1 winners over Germany in the final there and Ireland pipping Scotland to third place with a 2-1 win. As we go through, the men's 40s, Spain and France uh, played off a 3-3 draw in the final game of Pool D but this is one of the ones where they played the three pools um, three teams in each pool, and then the top of each of those pools goes through okay. to the next highest pool. Uh, so France uh, finished second, Spain finished first, England finished third overall in the competition there. Um, who else was in there? Netherlands, Wales, Scotland, Germany, Ireland. In the men's 45s, uh, we found Scotland as the overall winners there of pool. D. No, hang on, that was the same situation. They won pool D to win the win outright. So Weldon, Scotland, uh, England finishing third, Germany finishing second in that one. Uh, just a round robin for the women's 35s. Uh, only five teams taking part there. England coming out top, Spain second, Netherlands third. And finally, the women's 40s plus. Uh, that was another one of the, the two sets of pools and England finished Top there, Netherlands second, and Germany in third place. Well done to everyone getting involved. Our mate Mossy was uh, was there as well.
1: Yeah, oh, great fun for all involved, I would imagine.
0: Well, yeah, and so I mentioned there the International Masters Hockey Association. Now that of course is uh, one of the uh, one of the organisations that have run international masters hockey we've also got the 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 world grandmasters association which was set up to look after the sort of over 60s well the good news is and this is on the FIH website this week that there will be unification of those two bodies so the newly formed uh, world masters hockey association will now be the only uh, uh, authorised FIH authorised uh, body to organise international masters hockey events around the world, so pooling of resources, um, a bit more of a concentration on one sole body to do it, I think is good news for masters hockey.
1: Are they going to have their own president? Yeah,
0: Don't they do would do. They yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they'll have their own purple chair.
0: We've heard about all of your aspirations for presidency before, John. You, have, you haven't I've done it with the FIH. It. What makes you think you might be able to do it with um, the World Masters Hockey? I
1: uh, just might, uh, you know, be more my scene, wouldn't it?
0: quite possibly. John Wyatt, FIA Sport and Development Director, said one of the great benefits of hockey is that it's truly a sport for all. Masters Hockey has seen fantastic growth in recent decades due to the huge amount of voluntary work and effort that has gone in, particularly by the leadership and organisers of events and the IMHA and WGMA banners. Well done to all, and looking forward to a bright new future for Masters Hockey. Talking about bright new futures, John. Um, I got sent an email yesterday, That's and great. it's uh, it's got a listing on here. Well, it says 2019 WA Men's Masters State Teams announced. Obviously, oh, yeah. with my involvement in the club, I get these these things sent through to me. Always like to have a little scan down and. Uh, See who's been named from our club, so we can check out the Facebook posts and that sort of thing, just to uh, you know, congratulate them on their selection. And I you know, go down a 35's TBA. Go down the 40s, uh, 45s, you know, the 50s, you know, 50s ify two. I yeah, Steve Abbott, John Baker, well, yeah, you I know, you know John. Uh, what? John Lee? Uh,
1: yeah, it's official.
0: So you're in the squad.
1: Yes. So official. you paid
0: you paid your 50 bucks. Paper, you fit, filled you fit, out my form. Yeah, filled out your form. What do you have to put on the form, by the way?
1: Name, yeah. address, yeah. Uh, where I preferred to play. Right, yeah. Um, R- left, right out? Oh, it's in front of me.
0: what, d- uh, what did you put?
1: Proof of payment. They needed that.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, what, what position did you put?
1: Uh, defender, midfielder.
0: Okay, yeah. Inside forward, that's for you uh, then. Midfielder. Tick, yeah. Midfielder. So, that's pretty special, yeah.
1: eh? I'm pretty stoked. It's I'm brilliant. Really, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm very excited
0: So what's the next steps Have you got some dates For training times Or anything
1: like that Nah you <laughs> Do you know
0: Do you know what training is What No just <laughs> Don't worry about it
1: Do we train
0: Yes I think you will Have to train Yeah
1: Okay I have to play yeah. turf too You do Well It's going to be interesting
0: Well I might be able To squeeze you in For a game with us This weekend So Sunday can, Sunday afternoon
1: Okay Because yeah. I, I need to Bring my turf skills up Yeah Yeah definitely Alright
0: you're in You're in oh, I've got you. the power To arrange these things You see Very influ very influential. So good good news all round. You know, good birthday games last week. Selection for you, international uh, masters hockey's got a unified body. Everything's looking everything's looking rosy.
1: And uh, I look forward to reporting from the masters championship while I'm there too. that will be good. I think
0: yeah, some some daily reports or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're li- if you're listening, organisers of the Australian Masters Championships, uh, we've got somebody keen to do a bit of work for you.
1: I would collect, well, I would question the selection process though. Why is uh, that? Well, I got in. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Um, something that came up on the FIH website as well, Matt, Yep. Uh, is new projects to develop Hockey ID, ID standing for intellectual disability uh-huh. in Asia. And a range of partners in Asia are working hard to bring Hockey ID to the wider community through projects launched in Pakistan and Malaysia to deliver top quality coaching and competitive opportunities for students with special needs. Uh, the aim is to develop a number of training camps and bring students together for regular tournaments. Uh, Hockey ID has also been invited to be part of the Special Olympics Asia Pacific Regional Games in Jakarta in 2021 as a demonstration port and six nations are needed for this tournament. Uh, it looks like Pakistan's doing some excellent work there surrounding the Hockey ID project. An initial camp of 25 students is already running in Karachi working with the Habib Public School to provide the facilities. Um, so that's fantastic news there in Pakistan and especially for people with intellectual disabilities, it's an area where we often don't talk about involvement for people to be involved in the game. And I know there are some programs... Yeah, well, it, something we've, been,
0: we, we've been looking at doing, doing it locally with, with us yeah. as a club and there's been conversations around that. There's obviously great work done by the Flyers programs in the UK, um, some Power ID stuff that happens in, in Ireland and in, in Europe. But... We tend to find this is coming from quite wealthy countries where there are systems in place to look after the, yeah. the, the, the needs of a lot of these kids, um, which is what I'm, I'm thrilled to see it happening in Pakistan. That's fantastic, but you know, particularly when we see some of the issues um, financially with hockey in Pakistan. To get a program like this up and running is very commendable.
1: Well, Malaysia was the first nation in Asia to start to deliver hockey ID. It's development driven by the positive energy emanating from a wide range of organisations, Olympics Malaysia were very proactive and doing much of the groundwork and engaging with the stakeholders including the perak royal family and you know it, it's an area I think a lot of sports left behind because of course we've got the Paralympics it used to be include to say disa- um, intellectually disabled uh, participants in the Paralympics but thanks to a certain nation's basketball team they stuff that up for everybody yeah. and now so there's you know, in, in a lot of ways, it, people with intellectual intellectual disabilities were sidelined from opportunities that people with physical disabilities had, and uh, it's great to see that they're being included again into the areas of Special Olympics, et cetera, that, that sort of stuff. In-
0: inclusivity, um, inclusion—that's you know—that's that's, that's yeah, the key word with it all, John. It's um, next, ho- hockey for all.
1: The next stance is the next stop. Well the next barrier is the one bringing them into mainstream hockey now not everybody with intellectual disability is going to be capable of playing mainstream hockey but there are people with intellectual disabilities that would be capable of if the support networks are there for them to do that yeah and it's it's not necessarily spending a lot of money or doing anything like that it's just providing opportunities and understanding
0: well often often we've we've had that inclusivity within our clubs within hockey anyway for yeah. the lack of these programs, and so that there's an opportunity because we have hockey for all at all sorts of yeah. levels. That's why you can play state hockey. <laughs> um, is that you, 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 you can right. we, we often a root, but it, th- the great thing is it's taking it outside of the traditional hockey family where we would have had that inclusion anyway and broadens our base as a sport. Yeah. Great stuff.
1: I'm oh, really, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how that develops in. The months and years to come, so keep an eye out for Hockey ID and um, support it.
0: Get behind it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and walking hockey as well. We, I, oh, I, was down, yeah. I was down down again playing this morning just before we've um, come and recorded. And... Uh, yep yeah, you know just had a, another odd uh, Olympic gold medal winner come up and oh, uh, have a game um, a man who's been on the show Mr Alan Chesney. oh Chesnick uh, good stuff he, he, um, he was down playing he's moved back to Perth and he was down playing the Wednesday Masters uh, comp that's at Perth Hockey Stadium the over 60s and over 70s comp that they have down there and one of the ladies who's been playing walking hockey glory was invited down by one of the gents who, who, who plays Bob and so she went down on Wednesday Well, within a week Chez is down at, uh, at our home ground with two or three of the ladies uh, coaching them independently of the walking hockey session. Absolutely Great. sensational. So, And we, we had Laurie Packham again, the former Australia coaching captain, umpiring on the sideline. It's turning out into a bit of a, a star-studded event. It is. Um, walking hockey at Freo, uh, And we've got the plans in place. We'll be doing a demonstration on the, the new club opening day on the turf. Um, and I'm also booked into a um, a thing called a uh, have-a-go day um, for seniors for over 55s. Um, that's uh, going to happen in the, in the city in Perth in November. So we're we're spreading the word. There's a new club that's going to start up soon over here with uh, with with the program too. We're just looking forward to getting the carnivals going and everything else. Just hockey for all, mate. This is it from 8 to 85. We can do it. <coughs>
1: you're listening to the global hockey podcast, oh no you're not you're listening to the reverse stick, which is the global hockey podcast
0: yo 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 it's the glow hole Pole, uh episode one o five thank you for joining us once again of course you can always join us when we're not on the air on social media you can find us on Instagram on Facebook and on Twitter all at the reverse stick um you find us on youtube as well this we we, we will do some more stuff on youtube coming up um
1: yep
0: we good, will. good platform apparently it's very popular with the kids <laughs> is it? yeah.
1: What else are we on? Uh,
0: Facebook? Yeah, we're on Facebook. Twitter? Twitter Insta- Instagram. Instagram yeah, any yeah. others? Uh, no, but you can, you can give me a call on WhatsApp if you want. My number, zero four. No, I won't put it F. <laughs> no, it's, it's out there anyway, if you want. <laughs> uh, Is but, that the cabal on WhatsApp? Excuse me? Is that the cabal yes, on the, WhatsApp?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shh. <laughs> okay, I won't, won't say anything more. Well, I just did shh.
0: Of course, the FIH are listening, John. Uh, the FIH are really listening.
1: Are they?
0: The survey's gone out this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy birthday. Were you one of the lucky few to receive an email from the FIH? Now, you alerted me to this on... Was it on Sunday that you received it? Sunday night. Yeah. So you got the email from a mystery mailing list somehow from the FIH to say, we want to hear your views. I can't tell you
1: which email address it went to, because I don't want them to know (laughs) that's me. (laughs)
0: Um, So you got it then. Uh, somebody else that I spoke to got it two days later. I got it yesterday on, on Thursday and somebody else got it at the same time. So I don't know if there's different distribution lists being or maybe you were the very first person that, that it was sent to um, just to see how broad your your net cast. Um, and, and because the interesting thing, there's nothing gone on Facebook or on Twitter from the FIH to tell people about the survey. I would think if you wanted to get as broad as possible uh, a response and input from the hockey family, you'd use every available channel to let them know about it. Seems quite odd that it's being staged uh, and and only by email from distribution lists at the moment.
1: I'm actually disappointed in myself, Uh, Matt. I should have sent it to nobody. I should have been the only person to (laughs) fill out the form and just got my total agenda adopted by the FIA.
0: Yeah. Do you think they will listen to it? Right. Well, what do you think about it in, in the first place? Do you, are you Are you happy that this... I'm glad they've to, done something. Yeah. That
1: they, they, they're, you know, doing something.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yep. It's, we are, we're often quite critical of decisions that are made in the game. we think, who's actually been consulted on this? Oh, well, we spoke to a wide group of people. But Where's, where's the evidence? Where, where, where are the stats on this? I didn't hear about it. Not that, you know, I should hear everything about it, but it, it's... Uh, um, yeah, good to see that something's being done with it and yeah. and we're, we're looking to um, maybe try and build our framework, um, certainly listen to the people that, that care about the game and that are involved in the game.
1: Oh, you, and you can make arguments about the, the framing of questions and all that sort of yeah. stuff. You can, uh, any survey you can do that too, So, you know, you might not might shake your head at some of the things you're being asked to reply to, but reply to them in the best way you can. And you can always just quote us, just write down, I agree with episode 62 of the reverse stick. That would be one way to That's right. And look, answer.
0: if you feel so compelled as when you're filling it out to put hashtag bring back the bully in there, uh, well, I wouldn't be upset about that, John.
1: No. I will be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the bully. Well, here's,
0: here's our opportunity, ladies and gentlemen of the hockey world. Um, if the FIH truly are listening and you put Bring Back the Bully on and it doesn't come back, we want to know why. Bring Back the Bully. Bring Back the Bully. <laughs> You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, the Glow po episode <laughs> 105. And joining us once again down the line, our man in Africa, co-host of the Hockey 24-7 podcast, um, deep-sea fisherman, raconteur, father, um, Tyron Jabu Barnard. Welcome back to The Reverse Stick.
2: Yo 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 <laughs> He gets it, John.
1: <laughs> you guys are so in touch with youth, it's incredible. <laughs> uh, but 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 you don't
2: mean that in any way other than connected with our youth mentality.
1: That's exactly right, Tyron. Thank you for clarifying that. Thank you,
0: Tyron. <laughs> Bring some sense to the show. Um Tyron, we've uh, we've just finished up the group stages of the CTM SA Premier Hockey League. Uh What's been going on there? Exciting tournament?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot more goals have been scored this year. I think uh, the teams are starting to get used to this just coming together before a tournament and getting it uh, going straight away. What we've seen in the previous years, is the opening weekend is a pretty, pretty, uh, uh, for lack of better words, quite an inseparate game, lots of breakdowns and stuff. But uh, this year, the opening weekend produced massive goals in it. It hasn't stopped all the way through so far.
1: So who's leading the pack,
2: Tyrone? Yes, yeah, so over in the women's tournament, the Blood River Bunces, the defending champions are out, so we <sighs> have a new champion there. No, Bunched, yeah. bunted, yeah. gone. They bunted. They were hacked out of the tournament. so oh, that's a bad hockey pun. Um, are <laughs> they um, they're on their way, well, they're out. So it offers the team a new opportunity to. Go and get the title this year, and uh, probably the favourites are the Wildland Wings, who uh, finished top of the top of the group stage with four wins out of five games. Um, they look they look a pretty good side. Jade Main, uh, Jess Lardens looking very dangerous for them from the middle of the park. So so the good money would be there, but uh, the the proper outsiders, or, or or maybe not outsiders, underdogs to to watch out for are the Madikwe Rangers. Of course, uh, your listeners may remember All the way back from episode Let's guess about 20 uh, When you had Kristen Payton She was still playing for the Daisies then
0: Yep, um, the She's been a drunk
2: Yeah, go the Daisies uh, Well, Kristen Payton's no longer playing for the Daisies She's playing for the uh, Rangers
1: Go, go Rangers, Rangers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's been absolutely inspirational In uh, getting her team through to the semi-finals So watch out for them the Daisies are there, though so they they snuck into foot spots, so they're still there in the women's tournament. And of course, uh, the last team there is the Orange River Rafters, who have uh, Durkee-Chamberlain-Sled-Damon's two uh, big goal scorers in their team, and they're the only team there that have won it before, so hopefully well, they'll be thinking that mentality can carry them through. If you're asking me to have a bet, I would uh, not bet because I don't think it's ethical, but I would then tell you to <laughs> your money on the Wineland Wings.
1: So, Tyrone, as, as much as a, this is an opportunity for some of the stars to strut their stuff and, and you know, establish players, it's also an opportunity for young upcomers to put their, their name in front of the lights. Has anybody caught your eye?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think what's really cool is that this year... Uh, all the squads were forced to have three players at school boy or school girl level. Um, I hope that's appropriate terminology. <laughs> um, and, uh, but <laughs> so you, were, you had to have three players under 18 in your squad. Um, and definitely two stand players. You've probably heard the one name before uh, Mustafa Kasim. His older brother, Diane Kasim, is playing for the national team currently. Yeah. He's been sensational. Um, and then, uh, another youngster and Marvin Simmons, who's just turned 18, looks a real, real deal. I think they've been the standouts. In terms of the women's game, I think on Tatila Zulu, uh, and she's just been called up for Stellenbosch, which we, we can chat about shortly. She's quite special, but, um, a lot of the players involved already are quite young and have been making a name, so the names you've heard about stand out for me, Mustafa Kasim, absolutely sensational.
0: What's been happening yeah. in the competition?
2: Yeah, men's competition, I think the, the two big names, the Pen Cavemen, who've won it twice, Drakensberg Dragons, who've won it once, they're in the semi-final and they're going to play against each other, so uh, one of those two will have a chance to uh, add another star to their name, uh, we don't really do the stars to names, but they would have the chance anyway, but uh, yeah, very interesting, I think the, the, the Dragons... The Dragons on paper are quite comfortably the best team at the tournament but the Cavemen seem to have their number. They've beaten them four times in the six times that they've played uh, including a very big victory uh, two years ago so I think there's there's always doubt in that game on who will be the winner. In terms of the other game the mapung, Mapungwe Mambas and uh, yes even I struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so let's just go with the numbers. They've turned around. They came last last year and, led by a front trio of Mustafa Kasim, Tevin Koch and Wade Dolman, have marched their way, blitzed their way, five out of five, two bonus points, uh, top, of the spots, uh, top of the group stage, and they must be the favourites if they can play in a similar way over the weekend. They'll be taking on the Gazelles, who have twice made the semifinals and twice lost the semifinals. So uh, again, I think the the good money would be on the members, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, people were backing the Dragons because they've got the big name players like the Billy and Tully Jethro Eustace, Richard Potts, who uh, in a final can can be your differentiator.
0: Any place for Woody this year?
2: Well, of course, we know Woody was the assistant coach of the Elephants last year after not being drafted for some reason. Uh, He did not uh, go into the draft this year. He wasn't the assistant coach of the Elephants, and they didn't make the semifinals. I mean, I'm not drawing conclusions from that, but I think we should. (laughs) I I think Woody. (laughs)
1: Yeah, pick Woody. Uh, Tyrone, how much player movement is there between seasons, between all of these teams, And, and... you know, how much, How hard does that make it to judge people's chances in any given year?
2: Yeah, look, there's obviously at least uh, about six or seven changes per team. Some teams, like the Murray Caveman, I think had 11 changes this right. year. So, uh, yeah, it does make it tough, but obviously, you know, you also are able to follow some of the form players, you know, who's uh, playing good hockey, you know, who's uh, in a rich vein of form. And if you're able to follow them, you're able to at least get a gauge on who should, on paper, uh, deliver. That being said, we all know hockey isn't played on paper. It doesn't... It it could be, if if,
0: if both teams agree.
2: (laughs) You know, it could be, but it it doesn't quite hold up as well as AstroTurf does. (laughs) Uh, Not in the rain. No, no. Water-based paper is just... (laughs) (laughs) not (laughs) <laughs> but, no, look, I mean, so you have a good idea. You have players who went to India for the men, uh, Spain for the women, who have come through in good, good vein of form. But you also have youngsters who are taking this opportunity and saying, look, this, this is covered on TV in South Africa, and I want people to know my name. So there's always a, a curveball that's thrown, and it's probably the best type of curveball.
0: So uh, we've, we've got the, those semi-finals that are coming up this weekend?
2: Yes, yeah, so Saturday they run from 12 o'clock in South Africa to 6 o'clock. And then on Sunday is the finals.
0: And if you're in the region, you can catch that on Supersport?
2: Yes, yeah, Supersport, uh, you can catch it on DSTV Broadband. If you are in, uh, going on holiday, change your destination of your holiday to South Africa. <laughs>
0: and wink, you may wink. be able to pick it up sorry what was that address um, again
2: yeah just uh, just a short detour uh, I'm,
0: <laughs> sure, I'm sure i've got an auntie there
2: i'm sure she is <laughs> I, i'm sure there's, there's many people here with the surname ellen so there must be some family
0: all right we'll sort that out but if you're local we'll have, where, where do you go to watch the game
2: yeah obviously you can watch it on online and, and uh, on TV but uh, if you go down to Randburg Astro the home of South African hockey it is free entrance um, the players are there to chat afterwards there's good coffee good beer good bultong. Um so how cheese toasties really oh, they, they don't have toasties actually it was quite disappointing I took my son there this weekend and I had to have a pray go <laughs> What? A what? Uh, a, a chicken, chicken burger, uh, uh, chicken frigo. Yeah, Prego, I don't know how you guys say it, or do you ever use that word?
0: I don't think we do. It's all. It all sounds a bit foreign to us. Um, but could you just get to take the cheese out? <laughs> take the, sorry, take the chicken out and just leave the cheese in and ta- toast it.
2: Yeah, but it's a bun. That feels like cheating. Uh, all right,
0: fair enough, fair enough. Well, maybe that's an, one of our next campaigns, bring back the ham and cheese toastie. Yeah, now you here we go. You, you mentioned, Tyron, the uh, <laughs> the boys and the girls that were involved in India and in Spain. Uh, so obviously, we've got the tournament coming up in Stellenbosch. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Are you going to get down there? What, what can we expect from the tournament?
2: Yeah, so I will be there. Um, I will... Uh, Try and take the roving Hockey 24-7 uh, microphone With and, and gather a bunch of, of Content that we can Use and share um, But yeah, it's, it's great to see um, From an African hockey Point of view, there are 8 men's teams And 7 women's teams uh, One of the criticisms of The African tournaments in the past Has been that um, There's not enough teams that go through these Things, and uh, we saw in Egypt It was only 4 teams So to to double that in uh, three years is is fantastic. We obviously know the the men are in a really good position having made the final at the Hockey India Series. um, Not Hockey India Series.
0: (laughs) Hockey Hockey Series in India, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. But um, we knew from our local Olympic committee, uh, they said the criteria was finish top two there and win African Cup and then we will respect the African Cup as a uh, qualifier. So the men are in a good position. The women is a little bit of uh, muddy water in the sense that we know they haven't met that obligation. We don't know what the FIH are going to say around, cool, give up your African spot to somebody else and join the qualifiers. And if our Olympic committee will then say, well, you've gone to the qualifying matches and you've qualified, but you didn't meet our criteria. So it's it's unclear right now, but the most important thing for the, the woman is to to go and win the tournament and make sure that uh, those conversations have to happen. What what's the main um, impediment,
1: Tyrone, to to letting them qualify? I mean, why why place onus more above them to qualify than what's actually needed to qualify? Do they not want them to go?
2: Uh, so the. Uh, let, let, let's be honest Because it's a, it's a podcast Not a mainstream radio So that's the advantage we have Look there's, there's unfortunately As most African nations know There's a, a run of corruption There's a run of fraudulent people Sitting in decision making spots And unfortunately uh, Sending a team to a tournament Costs their money There's money they don't want to spend Because if you're spending it on the athletes You can't be spending it on yourself um and unfortunately, what the realism of it is that a hockey team is 18 players plus five six management staff and that's really going by the bare minimum. So you're paying for 24 25 people realistically South Africa are going to the Olympics with half the chance of meddling um, and they they've used the excuse before that they felt, for 25 athletes they could send 25 different athletes and at least get 2 or 3 medals from that so while there's logic in it the truth of the matter is it costs money and they don't want to spend money on other people because our administrators all need to fly to the Olympics first class and stay in 5 star hotels so that they can watch our teams well you've got uh, a lot of
1: swimming pools for that sort of money
2: I mean, you could do a lot. Uh, unfortunately, the nature of uh, politics getting involved in sports is never, ever a good thing. Um, just let sports people go. And, you know, my, my bigger frustration with it is at uh, London, I'm oh, sorry, at Rio 2016, um, SA Hockey offered to find financing. They weren't sure how they would. But to play for the team themselves... And it almost became something bitter from, from uh Olympic Committee to then still reject the, uh, the core. I, I also think it's remarkably disrespectful to African hockey to turn around and say, well, we don't think African hockey is good enough. Well, then don't compete in African hockey at all. Yeah. Uh, Africa must have a representative at the Olympic Games. So if South Africa cannot go, it should go to whoever finishes second in Africa.
1: Yeah, I'd
0: agree Which, which obviously isn't the case because it goes to next best.
2: Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the way the uh, archaic rankings that we know are going out the, the window, but the way they work is, I mean, the next highest ranked African teams in the men, Egypt, are down in 20th. 20th won't get you into the Olympic qualifying matches. Um, and in the women, the next best is Guano, or ranked 32nd. Definitely won't get them into the Olympic qualifying matches. Um, so, you know, uh, this is their only go, and it's, uh, it's not one that. Uh, the politics is my least favourite part of, uh, of the sport.
0: Well, but back onto the tournament, Torin. What's the setup there in Stellenbosch?
2: Yeah, so um, we're playing at uh, Marty's, the University of Stellenbosch. It's an outstanding venue hosts a lot of velocity action two uh, FIH accredited um, turf side by side and uh, yeah it's going to be in the men's tournament two groups of four in the women's tournament unfortunately being an odd number teams one group of four and one group of three uh, and top two in each group go through to the semifinals on Saturday with the final on Sunday and obviously the ultimate prize being an FIH Olympic spot
0: well fantastic well it, we'd love to get there and I'm, I'm glad that you're getting there and getting your eyes on it and getting some audio for the Hockey 24 7 podcast how many are we up to now
2: yeah so uh, we just released uh, episode 21 yesterday for uh, Sanani Mankisa uh, she was a keeper for South Africa 112 test caps um, And probably the uh, inspiration behind uh, Pumalela is great form uh, Her role model growing up So episode 21's up and we've uh, recorded episode 22 and 23 We are uh, toying with ideas on, on uh, putting it on YouTube as well Because uh, I believe our younger generation of like the yo-yo-yo age uh, Prefer to um, see things and not just hear things so we were looking at that uh, I, I don't always think of myself as the most photogenic at times but we'll put an overlay there or a smiley emoticon or something you know that
1: once you've seen some things you can never unsee them Tyron <laughs>
2: uh, you know the frustration with putting it on video is you now have to wear pants yeah <laughs> <during the> recording yeah
0: <laughs> It's funny you should say that because we're, we're both sitting here <laughs> n- naked from the waist down.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I would do that at work every day if it wasn't going really kept me dismissed. <laughs> you need to have a word with your boss, I was, <laughs> I was I was once on a, a TV interview and uh, they had the newsreader's desk uh, just next to us from, in the same studio and I remember walking in and seeing this guy sitting behind the desk in his suit and thinking... Oh, uh, yeah, no, that sucks. You have to wear a suit to work every day. As he stood up, he's wearing board shorts and uh, flip-flops. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant.
1: And that's what was uh, that's what made you get into a, a media sort of role, was it, Tyrant? That's the world for me? Yeah, that was
2: that. I was like, I, um, I'm just doing it so I can wear flip-flops. <laughs>
0: Now, Tyron, before we let you go, can you let the listeners know where they can download and find the Hockey 24-7 podcast?
2: Yes, yeah, so it's, uh, it's on all major podcast platforms, at least we believe. Uh, we know it's on Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Apple Podcast Player, whatever that is. Um, but uh, obviously everything is over on sports247.co.za. All the links are there. Social media is at Tyron Barnard or at Derek Alberts1. Um, you can also follow at Derek Alberts. That was his original account, but he couldn't remember the security questions if <laughs> he sent <said> his password. <laughs> so I know he how he can't use that account. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter, uh, it's, it's a beautiful creature that, but yeah, and, uh, look, obviously, uh, when we're down in Stellenbosch, we'll try, get uh, some, some audio for uh, the reverse stick as well that uh, you can use in your, oh, your news and results section.
0: Fantastic. We'd appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much.
2: Any chance of a shootout, yeah, Tyra? Right. Um, there's a very, very good chance. I mean, the ladies' games are historically in, in draws and shootouts, and if there is, uh, we'll definitely try and get some videos so we can at least show your keeper how to stand your goals. <laughs> huh.
0: uh, well, at least you, you weren't throwing out any um, um, accusations of corruption. and appreciate that. Thank you.
2: Oh, t- hang on a second. No, look, I mean, I, I, I have to ask John. There was uh, a certain move uh, that I saw you do that I, I just want to know, like, when you grab the ball, is it best to grab it from the top or from the bottom?
1: Uh, top.
0: Ball, it was ball singular, not ball, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, I, would,
1: I would like to say the last time I spoke to that guy, he asked me to buy him the bottle of
2: bourbon that you owed him.
0: Get out of he town. Just like, he just makes stuff up. It's just incredible.
2: <laughs> he, he's becoming a little bit of uh, a um, what's the word? A, a, a terroristic legend himself.
1: Oh, sniffy.
0: Huh. Yeah. Well, actually, no, yeah. T- t- talking about the re- reverse stick. Just one thing before you go. John wants to ask you um, where you're going to line up in the media team. I think.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got you in uh,
2: at, at fullback. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be I'm, right. On the left hand side is where I used to play. So. yeah uh, I'll do
1: that. Well, I think in Ashley, we're we got- goals. You're at fullback. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Simon Mason, centre forward.
2: Okay, well I mean that's, that's, uh, fairly obvious. <laughs> where, where, We're t- where, where are we putting Keely umpiring?
0: No, she's umpiring with Nick Irvin.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, nice. We have
1: gotta figure out where we put Dan Strange though. Where are we gonna play Dan?
2: Oh, uh, there's still space on the bench. <laughs>
0: We're going to let you go before we get into any trouble. Tyron, thank you for joining uh, us once again, mate. Well, uh, yeah, have a great time in Stellenbosch. We look forward to getting some audio on that and uh, keep on listening to the Hockey 24-7 podcast. We'll see you soon. Cool. Uh, peace out, bro. Uh,
2: cheers, bro. <laughs> keep it real. Hashtag muck drop.
0: to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast what a delight once again yes. always entertaining Tyron Jabu Barnard joining us from South Africa and do go and check out the Hockey 24-7 podcast
1: yeah hey, it's good stuff and they're doing a great job, too, promoting South African hockey and African hockey in general.
0: Yeah, it's really great stuff, really good stuff. And it's, you know, something that we hoped when we started on this podcast journey, that we'd get other people on board producing stuff in their part of the world. And it's uh, it's delightful to see them get into, what, episode 21 already, 22 and 23 in the back.
1: Great well, I'm led to believe there's a Yo, 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 another hockey podcast out, isn't
0: that right? Are there is something with Yana muller I think, yeah. was out the other day, but I haven't found the link for it. Somebody, well, I haven't listened to Somebody sent me a Spotify link, but I couldn't find anything on uh, on the socials with it. But yeah, we'll check that out, have a listen, let you know yep. what's going on there, and share that with you. Uh, what else we got, John? Patreon. Just give a quick mention for Patreon. Just uh, we'll rattle the tin, put the hat out. If you're able to support us financially in uh, uh, hockey podcast endeavours, please do get on to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick. Any support will before, be greatly appreciated. Sorry, John.
1: Just before oh, I interrupted you, I should apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um,
0: sorry. No, let me say that again. I'm sorry, John.
1: Oh, well, let me interrupt you. <laughs> um, I was thinking before you came, I was trying to get results together and all that, and it's really frustrating that we can't do this as a job. It is. Yeah. It would be because oh, there's so much to get through and so much good stuff happening. Yeah, not just, just the stuff we slag off. Just, the,
0: just the time constraints uh, with it all, and we've got to and put trying it to
1: keep across it all. I mean, it, imagine I was just I was just thinking, imagine if this was actually a day job. Yeah. And look, neither of us are earning vast amounts of money <laughs> in our day <laughs> job, so it's it's not like we would need vast amounts of money to be able to do this full time. But it would just be bloody. Good if we can.
0: That's right. If you Good. know, if you know a multi multi millionaire out there who uh, who loves hockey and uh, they'd like to hear our voices every <laughs> single day, <laughs> then uh, put them in, put them in touch. I don't. They'd be a very special person, John. I would be a, very a podcast unique individual.
1: every day maybe every
0: second no, there's scope there's and lo- you know, yeah. lots of opportunities anyway. to cover our great game but yeah if you can help out get on to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick thank you to our Patreon subscribers who are already on board um, just another 300 and we might get somewhere near our dream John yeah close to it couple maybe. of other things uh, interesting one coming out of India this week uh, the threat of boycotting the Commonwealth Games um, something i would read uh, from Dr. Narendra Drabhatra the uh, head man at the Indian Olympic Association no, and of no, course no, he's the president of the FIH and the president of the FIH and member of the IOC um, yeah they're uh, very upset that shooting has been omitted from the Birmingham schedule for the Commonwealth Games and of course the Commonwealth Games means absolutely nothing to a lot of people around the world but for those involved world. yeah but for a lot of hockey people it's the only big multi-sport event that they're ever likely to to get to um, so Birmingham in 2022. we spoke to um, Sukdev Gill from Barford Tigers about the hockey field that would be yeah. going down at the old Alexandra Stadium. I think that's where it's, it's going to be played. It'd be sad if India weren't there. Massive support for India... Um, in that particular part of the world now the reason the shooting has been left out is because they don't have the facilities local to Birmingham if they were going to have shooting within the competition it was going to have to be held at Bisley which is sort of Oxford way an hour two hours away something like that and because a lot of the support for the games is coming from local business local investment then they want to have sports that can be played locally they offered to the International Sports Shooting Federation I think that's what they're called um, uh, to provide a, uh, a pared down Package. so rather than having the four disciplines only offering two disciplines and they could house that within the region, they turned down that opportunity, therefore shooting doesn't appear this time around. Now, it's all well and good, uh, Dr Batra and the Indians that are keen to be there because they think that they can meddle at shooting, but there's always those three sports that are discretionary to the hosts every time. Uh, triathlon was missed out in Delhi uh, when the, the games were held there, It'd been in the previous two incarnations. There would have been triathletes from the top triathlon nations crying foul because India didn't have a chance of meddling in the triathlon. So therefore that's why triathlon wasn't included in Delhi. It's just one of those things. It's, it's tough luck really. I wonder uh, how you well, f- don't, don't deprive the rest of the sports from being there because it. of a vagary of, of how the, the, the competitions are selected.
1: You, if you're an, an, an athlete from a sport that is going to be at the games, how would you feel about being held up as hostage to? people's political manoeuvrings. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So, you know, it's no surprise. Honestly... Toys that the pram, isn't it? It, it toys is. Out it's, and it's bullying behaviour. Yeah. Oh, and you can turn up. Well, don't. Yeah. Don't go. Just tell them you're not going. Don't make this big song and dance about it all. Oh, we're not going, and this is the reason. But there's talk
0: of oh, wanting to get the decisions changed, Well, this has been set in stone for six months or so. This is, you know, there's, there's nothing particularly new, I don't think. Well,
1: once again, it's also a situation where the The person who's in charge of a lot of this is in a compromised position. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. you suggest? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't the president of the FIH be contacting the, the president of the Indian Olympic Association and saying, hang on a sec, this is (coughs) major. Hello? Hello? hello." (laughs) Well, you know, should, is there a place for the FIH to be saying something? Like, look, this, it's not exactly our tournament, but it's a pretty important tournament for a lot of our countries and it gives exposure at an international level that some nations don't get very often. Yep. Um, you know, what's going on? Why are you, why are you trying to threaten our tournament? India is one of the draw cards to our tournament or the, to- the tournament. Oh, I, it's just another example of the poor governance that exists within the FIH at that level.
0: There we go. Moving on. That's our little say on that. Okay. Uh, is that about all we've got Oh, yeah. Them? I've got one little bit of feedback oh, uh, with regard oh, to I the Chuck it. chuck and Run. Uh, let me just get at the tweets. Uh This has come from our friend at Boss F Hockey. Oh, go on, good stuff. Uh, Fraser. Um, it's with regard to the Chuck and Run yep. being anti-skill. I think this was a comment that you made. Uh, sure. in the, at the time when we were talking to Kevin Johnson. Of course, if you've got those chuck and run videos, send them in, hashtag chuck and run. Um, it isn't anti, anti skill. Anti skill is a failed skill that still beats a defender. E.g. a failed lift over a stick where the defender stands up to pick the ball from the air and the ball runs under their stick. It's a skill, so it's not anti-skill, John. That's you told.
1: OK. Join I'll, us next week,
0: ladies and that. gentlemen, for show 106 of the reverse stick. The glow ho po Yo, yo, yo. I
1: just figured out I must be the king of anti-skill then. Say, <laughs> <laughs> ya, folks. That's
0: what gets you selected, mate. And you you get some new shorts as well, won't you?
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to wearing the shorts.
0: For the next 10 years?
1: Yeah. Oh, social outings. You know. Weddings. I'll, I'll be that bloke that when you turn up to some social game and he's got his state shorts on, then yeah. you'll go, how did he get in the state team?
0: What I'm concerned about, though, is uh, what happens with the shirt, because there's going to be, was it 10 days of hockey?
1: Yeah. Yeah? Well, I'll just wear it. What? For, every for game.
0: For ever? Under everything?
1: No, I'll, I'll take it out and I'll frame it. Oh, beautiful. Air sealed and tight. You <laughs> want to be saved.